Good morning, Carolina Family Church. How's everybody this morning? Good to see a big crowd. My name is Aaron Plummer, like Jess alluded to earlier. Um, most of y'all don't see me around. I'm usually behind the scenes. Uh, I'm the guy that when John ever needs a prop brought out on stage, he's like, hey, I need this done. Okay, I can do behind the scenes. Um, most of you that do know me probably don't recognize me. This verifies that I do own a pair of pants. And I do wear pants, not just shorts all the time. So you don't see that very often. So if you looked at me and said, I think I know him, it's probably because I'm not wearing shorts. <laughs> so when John asked me, hey, would you mind preaching a message during our Hall of Faith? I was like, sure, why not? I, I would be honored to. I wasn't actually aware that I was going to get the guy that was that we were going to have a set built around. Because my guy knows a whole lot about water. <laughs> so I wasn't aware that I was going to be in the spotlight that much. Um, so if you can, let's go ahead and get our Bibles. Whether it be your print Bible or it'll be here on the screen as well. Uh, we're going to turn to the book of Genesis, chapter, chapter 6, verse 9. So we're just going to go ahead and dive into the scripture. We're not diving to the bottom to the um, bottom of the sea with SpongeBob. We're just going to dive right into the scripture here. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God, and Noah begot three sons: Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God. And the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, To the, the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. I'm going to stop right there because we all know, really know the story of Noah and what God asked him to do. And, it, and in all honesty, it's one of those stories that I know, but I don't really pay that, hadn't gone back and really paid that much attention to. So one thing that got me was, as I'm reading, I'm a, I'm a handy guy. I like dealing with wood. I'm like, what in the world is gopher wood? Which I'm sure a lot of y'all... Haven't even thought, what is gopher wood? In the time, most, um, most translations relate it mostly that it was most likely cypress. Because that, at the time, was what was most readily available to them in his area when he was building this. Uh, and pitch. Think of it more of like, when, you're, when he's building the ship, it's more like the pitch is what goes in between all your boards when you're building a log cabin. It's more, it's like a sticky substance that'll hold it, holds the wood together, but also waterproofs it. Verse 15, and this is how, and this is how shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. How many in here, when you go to measure something, know what a cubit is? Some of you do, some of you don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To put that in perspective of a term that we would understand, a cubit is about 1.7 feet. 
So this ark that God asked Noah to build, was build in our terms today, would be about 510 foot long, about 85 foot wide, and about 50 foot tall. That being said, the deck of this boat, of the ark, was about 43,000 square feet. Massive. How many of us have built something or seen something that's built? I know we've all seen the Amazon buildings around that look like they're well of that. But 43,000 square feet, that's a massive undertaking. Verse 17, And behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth, and destroy from under heaven and flesh in which the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, and your wife, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And everything living, and everything living of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. Of the birds, of the birds after their kind, of animals after their kind, and every creeping thing of the earth shall after its kind, two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. And you shall take you for yourself of all food that is eaten, and you shall gather it to yourself, and it shall be food for you and for them. Now here God is telling Noah and trusting Noah to build this boat, this ship, this ark, big enough to house his family and two of every animal that lived on the earth. The trust that God put into Noah there to gather all these things, not just humans but animals, so that when the floodwaters did come and wipes everything out, he's got the trust in Noah, that Noah's got everything he needs to repopulate all species. My, my, me, myself, I can't fathom that. That God would have that much trust in one person. I mean, would I expect God to have that much trust in me? Is what I stand here and think. So it makes me, I mean, we can go back and look at it. It said that, uh, that Noah walked with God. Um, and Noah and God knew him. So it makes me think of, can God have that much trust in me to bestow upon one massive thing like that in my life? And then verse 22, Thus Noah did, according to all that God commanded him, so he did. You know, look, looking at it, it never says anywhere in the Bible how long that it took Noah to build this ark. It doesn't say it took him five years, ten years. It doesn't say. Um, you can go through and try to figure out exactly how long it took. Um, what I came up with by when you look at the ages of his sons when he built the, uh, the ark from the ages of his sons after the flood and all, it took around 55 to 75 years to build this. But yet, there's only two places 
in the Bible that it actually says, talks about Noah built the ark. And that verse right there was one of them. Thus Noah did, according to all that God commanded him, so he did. What was the importance of, the, of building the ark? Of, of everything that went on during that time of the blood, sweat, and tears that went into it. That wasn't of importance. The, the importance of that was that he did as God commanded him to do. The other one uh, where it actually says, it's yet again, one verse in chapter 7, Genesis chapter 7, and Noah did according to all that the Lord had commanded him. How many times do we do exactly what God tells us to do without going into detail or wanting to know detail or asking questions? Now I want to turn to uh, Hebrews chapter 11. The part where, that, in the hall of faith that we're looking at. Chapter 11, verse 7. By faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear. Prepared an ark of the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. God knew what Noah's faith was. In Genesis chapter 6, it said that Noah walked with God. So at the time, God knew exactly what Noah's faith was. The rest of the world had turned wicked. Um, Wouldn't follow God. And I'm sure that Noah, being the righteous person that he was, tried many times to get others to follow him and to follow God. But nobody had the faith like Noah did. And Noah knew that he would be condemned by all the others. He He would be made fun of, would be mocked, but he didn't care. God had God had commanded him to do something. So he stepped out in faith and did that. And one of the biggest things that I saw was the fact that God warned Noah of some of the floods, the floods that he had like he had never seen before. How many times do we actually get warnings of things that we've never seen before? How many times are we asked to do something that we've never done before, but we haven't we don't have that faith to be able to step out, step out and trust in God for that. So Noah built the, built the ark. We all know the rest of the story. It rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Just as God told him that things would happen. And Noah had that same faith that we learned about in the past weeks, if you hadn't listened to the previous messages, that Abel and Enoch had. <clears throat> that faith that was, that was undying. <clears throat> and also, um, one thing that I looked at as well is where it said that Noah had condemned, by his actions, condemned the rest of the world. It wasn't him really condemning the rest of the world. They were so wicked, and yet he was so faithful that it ended up basically condemning them, because, but they had condemned themselves because of their wickedness. 
So you're sitting there asking yourself today, what can I do? What does this mean to me? How can, how can I change to what all does this mean? And I know some of y'all are sitting out there probably thinking, man, he's sitting there talking about a boat. We got a water scene up here. Man, I'd rather be out on the water fishing. I know we got some people that fish in here. <laughs> and I tell you one thing, if I drive home, on my way home, and I see you pulled your boat out, I'm stopping to talk to you. <laughs> I'm stopping to talk to you. And I can about promise you in this conversation, it's, I'm going to tell you a phrase that you've heard a thousand times before. And if you don't own a boat, you know somebody's had a boat, you've heard the phrase, go ahead, bust out another thousand. How many of you have heard that phrase before with a boat? <laughs> a lot. Well, when God commanded Noah to build the ark, that's exactly what he did. He busted out another thousand. That thousand isn't necessarily a dollar amount. That thousand is a sacrifice. So, whether it be time, money, effort, energy, whatever that sacrifice is for you, what is that sacrifice? <clears throat> Because Noah, Noah did that. When God came to Noah and commanded him to build the ark, I couldn't imagine what his first thought was. How much money is this going to cost me? Number one, I mean, you're looking at building something that was, the deck of it was 43,000 square feet. The price of wood these days, I can tell you I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> that would be my first thought. You know, the, the blood that went into it as Noah was building the boat, building the ark. I'll, call, I'll, I'll use the word boat, and I really should be using the word ark. Um, when he was building the, word, the ark, the blood, the sweat, the tears that went into that, was he aware of what all he was getting himself into? He wasn't aware. But you know what? It didn't matter what that took. God commanded him to do it. So really, what is your thousand? What do you need to bust out in your thousand? What is that sacrifice that God's asking you to do? What is that, not necessarily what sacrifice that God's asking you to do, but what's that sacrifice that you need to do to walk and be closer and more like Jesus? Dennis used the analogy last week. Of the light, just taking one small step. One small step at a time. You know, does God want you to take those small steps? You know, something as small as, yet again, what Dennis uh, challenged everybody to last week. Pick up your Bible. Find that scripture. Get into the Word. Use that scripture, and God will start changing your life. It's those little things like that. That, that shows God that your faith, that you can have that same faith as Noah had as you take those small steps of faith that could end up being that huge step of building your boat. And I say building your boat as a metaphor because each and every one of us has a boat. Each and every one of us 
has a testimony. Each and every one of us has that chance to make a to make those changes, to make those differences, to make those outwardly actions that others see in us. And they see that you're being more like Jesus, that you're doing that, and the changes that are becoming of your life. And I'm not saying that each change that you make in your life, each sacrifice you make in your life is going to be easy, because they're not. Back to Noah. Do y'all think he had an easy, easy road when he decided to do as God commanded him and make every single one of those sacrifices that it took? The time that it took? Are we willing to take the time that it takes to do things, to be more like Jesus? You know, I sit here and I think about the, all the volunteers, so many of you out in the crowd today, that we have here with CFC. The time that it takes to further God's kingdom within... Not just within these four walls, because most of the work happens outside of these four walls, in all honesty. Um, I've ridden in the truck many hours with John working and seeing the number, the number of times that I've been in with him. And it's been, hey, we can't talk really because he's, he's focused on one thing. He's focused on that message for the upcoming week. He's focused on somebody's situation within the church that he's trying to help out. And it's not just John. It's everybody that volunteers with CFC. It's the kids program, which is huge. The amount of time and effort that goes into that. But taking those small steps, like I said, ends up being big steps. Do you need to take, make those small changes in your life? We all do. We all have small changes in our life. That we could, that we need to sacrifice to be more like Jesus. And I'll be honest with you, if I said I didn't have those small changes in my life, I'd be lying and right there's a change I need to make. And it's, those small changes, like I said, aren't always easy. They can be outside of your comfort zone. But that shows your faith. That shows your faith of Noah. Because I don't believe that Noah's comfort zone was building the massive ark. Because nowhere did I find that Noah had been a carpenter. Had Noah been, a, been in the position to where he had the knowledge to, to build an ark? Nowhere. So... And another thing is, as we build, back to us building our own personal boat. As we build our own personal boat, it'll help us to grow. It'll help us to be ready for when God brings those floodwaters, those storms that are, that are ahead of us that we don't see. So what are these changes, these sacrifices that we need to we need to make in our life that you don't know what you're going to be facing next week. You don't know what you're going to be facing in a year. You know, the death of a family member could be something that you're facing that these small sacrifices, these getting into the Word is helping to prepare you for. You know, I'll be honest with you, were we 100% prepared when we heard the diagnosis 
that our daughter had cancer? Absolutely not. But we had been building our faith in God. Taking those small steps. So that when God brought on those floodwaters and those storms, we were there. We knew God was there. We knew that our faith was where it needed to be. So today, I challenge each and every one of y'all to find that, that thousand that you need to be sacrificing every day. Because we all, like I said before, we all have that thousand. No matter what it is in your life, no matter what it might be, it, it won't always be easy. It won't always be easy. A lot of us will have to put, put forth a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. But have that faith. Do what it takes to build upon that faith. So that you can have the faith of Noah. So that when God says, here's your floodwaters, here's your storm, you're ready to hit the ground running and face it. So let's all go together in prayer as we pray. God, we come to you today. We thank you so much for everything that you have given us. We thank you for being there for us, always providing for us. And we just ask that each person that's here today, that we can all bust out that other thousand for our, for our own personal, meta, personal metaphorical boat of faith. Because we know that, that if there's anybody that can do that, it's you can give us that faith. But there's also steps that we need to take. There's things that we can do to give ourselves a better faith. So that when you do give us that, that big ship to build, that giant leap of faith that we need to take, that we'll, all, that we'll be there and we know that you're there as we take that leap. And we know that each and every person in here isn't, all, isn't, in, the same, isn't in the same boat, isn't in the same walk with Christ. But there's always something that each and every one of us can do to be more like Jesus in our life. And we just ask that you put that to on each one of our hearts whether it be something as small as helping a family member stepping out in faith helping a fam family member financially or whatever the case may be whether it's picking up our Bible a little more to put our faith in you we just ask that you put it on our hearts and Lead God and direct each and every one of us so that we may, we may be more like Jesus as we build our boat of faith. And that when we are faced with that, those floods and storm waters, that we could have that same exact faith that you saw in Noah. And that we could walk with you and that you could have that faith in us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.